Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. morning. Today we're going to be talking about men's health, focusing on the prostate. Thank you, Dr. Guntine and Dr. Abibu for coming on the program to talk about men's health. We keep being accused of talking more about women and women's issues than, than men's issues. So we're very happy that November, the Men's Health Month has come around so we can focus on men and men's issues. Now, talking about men's health, Dr. Guntime. Can you tell us, what do you think is important? What do you think men who are listening to this program should be thinking about and focusing on this November? Thank you, Dr. Pamela. Um, I think I need to start from, from a general overview of things and that we men, uh, by culture, meant to be superheroes. So we think that when we talk about our health, it's a weakness. And so we try to run away from it. But like all human beings, we're also fallible to a lot of things. And it is not uh, exceptional to women alone. So while we talk about men's health, we must also think about it from the context of both the physical health and the mental health. Mental health is part of what a lot of us run away from. And unfortunately, we tend to start having this mental health by when come into our 30s because those are when the responsibilities start coming in into our lives we marry we have children we want to make money we want to make everything good for our family and yet because we are not able to actually totally cater for them the way we want we usually go into depression but we don't usually talk about them but on the other aspect of things is the physical health in itself in which we talked about uh the the, the sexual health, the reproductive health, the cardiovascular health, and how we as men become weakened physically as we age. I, I always like to look at it from this context in which I try to group it by age and, and decades. We find out that usually between our 20s and 30s, we are the prime of our physical health. So we think there's nothing wrong with us. But by the time we start going into our 30s, our metabolism starts slowing down. And so we start running the problems of physical limitations, how to deal with, with, with life and cope with it in itself. By the time we get to our 40s, a lot of the metabolic problems start coming in. We start having hypertension, cardiac illnesses. We start having problems with maintaining our, our, our sugar. Unfortunately, part of the thing also devolves down to the way we produce testosterone. Because by that age, we start having a reduction in the testosterone rate. So all those little things start coming in, the heart, the brain, uh, the kidneys, the muscles, and the way they utilize glucose. So virtually we start having problems with the way we we, we utilize glucose and uh, uh, diabetes starts creeping in. And so and by the time we get to our 50s and 60s, a lot of cardiovascular issues are there. Cancers are creeping in. 
and so on and so forth. So it, it's like a graduation from the time we are in our 20s to the time we are in our 50s and 60s. And this all encompasses what we call mental health. Okay, now, so I think mental health is, is very important, of course. Um, you know, you talked, you just sort of given us a summary of all the different aspects of health. And obviously all of them are very, very important. Um, but in particular, I think with the kind of stresses that we're under as a in, you know in the country as a whole you know this year has been quite punishing in fact since the times of covid i think nigeria is, is it's, it's been very rocky very very rocky and um we understand that there is you know yes a, a responding rise in mental health but a lot of high blood pressure as well and um diabetes and other non-communicable diseases are on the rise is that true Yes, it is true. Uh, again, like I try to put it in, into ages, you find out that mainly when we're young, in our 20s and 30s, our health challenges are mainly of physical injuries and infectious diseases, generally. But by the time we start moving into our 30s and 40s, those non-communicative diseases, in terms of the way we age, we add on weight, our metabolism goes down, uh, cardiac issues start coming in, hypertension comes in, uh, the pressures of living in a cauldron, like you rightly said, in Nigeria comes in. And so all these diseases, they start being on the rise by the time we start getting into our 40s and 50s and the middle ages. So you are really right that it, it's something that is of concern and we should really take care about. Now, the Medicenter is a general practice clinic that you run. How do you advise uh, men that come in? Is it because, you know, we, we keep talking about, you know, people doing health checks and so on. Um, what kind of health checks do you recommend for men in general? And, you know, sort of if you can just give us a quick rundown of what ages and so on that you actually recommend for different kinds of health checks. We like to start focusing more on uh, the, the cardiovascular system by the time you are in your middle 30s, you want to make sure that you're doing your regular uh, blood pressure checkup, you're starting to look at your uh, at, at your glucose levels, you're starting to look at, at the context that you're adding weight, so you need to start measuring your weight. Uh, you, you look at the context that you have to start doing some physical exercises. So in a nutshell, what we try to do is at that age, we start introducing the basic medical checkups because if you're able to cut these things very early, they don't become problems later. By the time you get into your 40s and 50s, we start talking of doing a colonoscopy, trying to see where you'll do a PSA for, for cancer screening and so on and so forth. But what basically happens is that between your ages of about middle 30s and middle 50s, you concentrate more on the metabolic disorders. Like I said, uh, the, the, the diabetes, the, the hypertension, and so on and so forth. And by the time you get into your 50s and above, you start concentrating more on the cancers because by age, that's when they start picking up. We're very fortunate to have Dr. Habibu, who is an oncologist from the um, Lagos University Teaching Hospital and SIA Complex. Um, Dr. Habibu, talking about cancers and cancers in men. Can you share with us what's the most common cancer in men in Nigeria? In Nigeria, overwhelmingly, prostate cancer is the most common cancer in men and it's accounting for about 11% of all cancers that we see in Nigerian men. 
Wow. So it's the ominous cancer. Now, the, the interesting thing about cancer, this prostate cancer, is that, you know, it seems to be sort of varied in different people. Can you tell us a bit more about what it, you know, how it starts, or what age it starts? Some people say it's commoner, it's more, you know, more aggressive in Africa. And some people say it comes in coincidentally at, you know, at, um, you know, post-mortem. You know, what is this prostate cancer? What do we need to know about it? Yeah, prostate cancer is a cancer that is associated with age in men. And uh, like you rightly said, in autopsy, it has been found that 80% of men that are up to 80 years have prostate cancer. However, about 20% of them are aggressive. So prostate cancer ordinarily is a, is a very indolent cancer. That is a slow-growing cancer. It's only in rare cases, the not too common case that it is aggressive. However, for men who have a first-degree relative or family history of prostate cancer, it can come early. Prostate cancer usually does not occur before the age of 40. However, at 65, about 6 out of every 10 men that is up to 65 already have it in Nigeria. Uh, and for the peak age, is. 71 years in Nigeria. That's where you have, you know, a lot of men having prostate cancer, manifesting it. Many men will have it, but it's not all of them will have these symptoms because most of the time it's not aggressive. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Oh, Dr. Habibu, carry on, please. So, prostate cancer being the most common cancer in men, and uh, being that the incidence is so high that 80% of men will have it by the time they are up to 80 years, it is in very uh, essential that we screen, especially if you have a family history, because men that have family history have prostate cancer presenting much earlier than what it is for men who do not have family history. Uh, Prostate cancer is more common in black men than in other race and it's more aggressive in black men than in other race. Can we just ask a bit, you talked about screening and, you know, so what screening at what age? Just so that people who are listening are hearing, because people people are focused and they, you know, very focused on preventive care and all that. What age should they start screening? Should it be in the 40s that you mentioned? Because everybody, you know, because the problem with our country is that some people don't know. Their father died of prostate cancer, we never told them. You know, so, some people don't even know they have a prostate family history. So is it sort of wise to start much earlier? Anyway, yes. what should they do? Uh, prostate cancer screening should start at 40. As a man, you should do prostate cancer screening. There are three modes of screening. Uh, we have the digital rectal examination that can be done by a clinician in which he inserts his uh, index finger to most palpate. people don't like most people don't like that one yeah most people don't like that one that's why uh, we can also have imaging where you do ct scan or mri of the prostate however the one that is easier the one that is less invasive most people like to do is psa psa is a word that means prostate specific antigen the prostate secretes this substance and 
whenever the prostate is disturbed, it should secrete more into the bloodstream. The normal value for PSA is 4 nanogram per meal. However, if there's any disturbance of the prostate, be it infection of the prostate, we call it prostatitis, be it that uh, a, a person goes on a journey and goes on a gallop, be it, uh, you know, prostate cancer, the prostate PSA will go up. Usually, the value is higher in patients with prostate cancer. However, it's not all form of prostate cancer that we elevate the PSA. So if the PSA is not much elevated, it doesn't mean the person does not have prostate cancer. As long as it is more than uh, normal value, that's more than four, it should be followed up, it should be observed. And if the clinician thinks that further tests should be done, for example, if there is a rise, if, if, if the rate at which it is rising is high, then you do other tests like a biopsy. Biopsy involves actually taking the sample of the prostate, taking it to the lab, and see if it has features of cancer. We say feature of malignancy. So if it's with the feature of cancer, then uh, the appropriate step will be taken to do the treatment. Now, we know that um, there are a lot of people who are now being diagnosed with prostate cancer. We're seeing that, you know, they are being treated and, and they're not dying. So people are thinking, ah, prostate cancer, I thought prostate can or cancer was, uh, you know, cancer, cancer, they're going to die immediately. Now, they're not dying like that. Is it because the treatment is so much better or there's so much more available? There is so much advancement in the treatment of prostate cancer. There is also better awareness and also better facility for investigating prostate cancer. So we are catching patients at earlier stage than before. And we also have better uh, resources, as in better treatment for prostate cancer available to patients now. So we now have a, a good number of patients that live for, they know that prostate cancer, even though they were diagnosed, they will not die of prostate cancer. They will die of other means. Oh, that's very encouraging. So what we're telling our men is that they should make sure they go out and screen at an earlier stage now. Yes? So that they yes. can take advantage of these new treatments that are available. If it should exactly. come up and they happen to be one of those 20% with the aggressive type, we can also aggressively attack with the, the various treatments. I know that the Loose NSIA Center is one of the most modern um, centers in the country and has a wide range of uh, treatments available. Can you share with us? What's it? Yes, what, the, what is the it? NSI Center, uh, is has the most comprehensive facilities for management of prostate cancer. Uh, the LUT NSI Cancer Center has machines that can do AI treatment. AI, that's artificial intelligence, uh, which like uh, the intensity modulated radiotherapy and the volumetric arc radiotherapy. These systems of, of treating involves precise planning where you use radiation to target the prostate cells, uh, uh, the cancerous cells in the prostate, at the same time you spare the normal cells. So we can deliver very high dose of ionizing radiation to the prostate cancer while sparing the normal cells. So there is good, uh, very high efficacy with minimum side effects because the side effect usually is as a result of irradiation to the normal cells. So with our own facility, we have targeted therapy that can target the cancer cells 
and spare the normal size. So we are having a good uh, uh, cure rate. Uh, in the last four years, we have treated a, a good number of prostate uh, patients, and uh, most of them, they come out fine with minimal side effects. I mean, uh, for me, it's magic to my ears to hear the word cure. And I think this is something, I don't know, Dr. Gunsimei, you're here listening to it. Cure. And I think that these are the facilities that we have now available in Nigeria that people don't need to travel abroad for. People used to go to India. People used to go all over the world seeking care. But now we have centers like this center of excellence here in, the, in Luke that people need to know about. And particularly since the dollars are simply not available for even going abroad anymore. So people need to, shouldn't shy away. I don't know what you think about that, Dr. Gunsime, about what, what people should do. How, how, how would you encourage them now to go and, and get tested? Thank you, Dr. Pamela. I even wanted to ask Dr. Abibu uh, a question even before that, even though I'll respond to that. And that is for me, in the context of diagnosis or, or, or prevention or try to do some uh, basic uh, preventative tests, would you advise better to do an MRI instead of doing uh, a PSA? Because I read somewhere that it seems that doing MRI for, for the prostate is a much more predictable diagnostic tool rather than the PSA? Well, uh, MRI has its advantage, PSA has its advantage. The advantage of PSA is that even before you can see have uh, a clinical or pathological view of the disease, the PSA is already going up. So PSA can go up even before you can have macroscopic disease. That's the advantage of PSA. MRI, you can only see a macroscopic disease. You won't be able to catch microscopic disease. What I mean is that at a much if you, if you stage, can make it just it's simply because we are talking to uh, yes, the patients yes, here, just make it simple. Yes, what I'm trying to say is that the PSA will catch the disease at a much earlier stage before the MRI. Uh, the PSA, you know, start going up even before clinically you can see anything in the, in an imaging so it's earlier it will detect it earlier than uh, mri well, that's why thank you can we now also ask about other questions such as um you know people talk about prevention is there any way to prevent having cancer of the prostate is there any way you know some people say things like oh they've heard that um you know having more sex you know, stops a man from having prostate cancer. You know, uh, is there anything really that is realistic that people can do? Uh, for prostate cancer, uh, there is the knowledge about causation, uh, causative factor in prostate cancer is not very high. For most cancer, you can't prevent, but you can reduce risk. So the aim usually is one, to reduce risk, and two, if at all it comes, to diagnose at an early stage with screening. So we know that with prostate cancer, what has been achieved, what has been uh, totally accepted is that exercise is good to reduce the risk. That's with exercise, you can regular exercise, you can reduce risk. Also, if you reduce fatty diet, you may be able to reduce the risk. However, uh, sex has has nothing to do with uh, prostate cancer. We see prostate cancer 
in people who have sex and we see it in, in people who do not have sex. The only men that do not have prostate cancer are the men that have been castrated when they are young. And uh, that is not a solution. No man wants to be castrated because of prostate cancer. <laughs> certainly, certainly. I don't think that that's an option. So talking, so talking about prevention, I think um, lifestyle changes, just general healthy lifestyle is what you're saying to prevent to prevent um, or to reduce the risk. Now, unfortunately, the program has already come to an end. We just have a couple of minutes left. So do you have any last words to say to our listeners? Dr. Goodsenay, yes, last words. Uh, that, that, that we men should not be afraid to seek help when it comes to our health. And we should try as much as possible to do it in a preventative way because we've, we've realized that it's only when men have serious ailments that they tend to go to doctors that should stop so that all these illnesses, which can be caught at a very early stage stages and treated, should be treated that way and should not cause much more problems for us in future. And that would be my advice to us all men. Thank you. Dr. Habibu, any last words? Yeah, the last word I have is that we should engage in regular exercise and we should do screening, uh, PSA screening especially, because the key to cure of cancer is screening. If you detect it very early, then it becomes easier to, to cure. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.